Hey everyone, thanks for checking out this latest episode. Just want to say our latest sponsor, our newest sponsor, is Fort Scott Munitions, a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC-spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed-out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design, It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as directly online through www.fortscottmunitions.com. Once again, that's F-O-R-T-S-C-O-T-T-M-U-N-I-T-I-O-N-S.com. Use our exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order. Of course, that's one word, BATTLELINE, only available to listeners of the BATTLELINE podcast. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, BATTLELINE Tactical, and the Battleline podcast, and Chris, I know that you know this is what you use when you're doing your oh, yeah. Battleline tactical courses. Yeah, you, yeah. actually, you, you do that pretty good, brother. You've actually, <laughs> you. Have you done commercials before? I, I don't know. I've yes, yes, I've done. I mean, I've been doing radio for quite some time, so I have done yeah, some I think live. Did a couple here. <laughs> that was a pretty good non-rehearsed. I, I, no, I, that, that was outstanding. I, I, I need you to do the new sunglass commercial if we ever do another one. I mean, okay. I, I know you believe in the product, so I could read oh, it with yeah, some passion. Yeah, no, I, no, they, they, uh, I, I've known, and it's the Kraft family that, that, that does the ammunition and in Fort Scott, Kansas, if you've ever been to Fort Scott, Kansas, and I honestly, I tell people go it, it, especially during Fort Scott days, that is Americana. That's when you see movies and you think of the Midwest and that is it, that is strictly Americana, small town, family run business. And they put their hearts and souls to whatever. And that's how it is in the Midwest, whatever they do whatever work they want to do or they 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 do as a family especially they put their heart and soul in it man. and 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 the the product resonates heart and soul and it resonates quality and it's it's fantastic I, yeah I, they i use it for all my training classes for battle line tactical training uh hunting it is it it's it is a perfect for all you hunters out there um it is one of the best hunting ammos that that you're gonna fi- you're gonna find um for those that that do the creedmoor ammo look at their creedmoor stuff they're 300 blackout i shoot 300 blackout i actually use 300 blackout for my home defense ammo you know god forbid you ever have to get in a situation where you have to use a, a firearm to protect yourself but I'll, I'll tell you and and i'm no sergeant york there's guys that have been through so many so much more experiences downrange than i have as far as uh, as far as having to defend their lives or defend others' lives. But I tell you what, when you are in a life or death situation, you want ammo that that stops the threat immediately. You don't want to have to get into a continued fight with the threat. I, I, I've been yeah. there, guys. Um, and, and you want something that's going to protect your family and protect yourself so you're able to get out of that situation with uh, with your family and yourself or an innocent alive. And again, I, God forbid you ever have to worry about that. But today's society, you know, it's it's kind of sucks, but that's just how it is. It's just kind of the way we go. Um, so, you know, I always recommend Fort Scott and anything, and I, that's the one I use, and that's the one I carry in my house. It's the one I train with, and and even just had going and doing target shooting, it, it's some of the most accurate, if not the most accurate, ammo on the market today. And, yeah, and I've known, and I know the family personally, 
So that helps me. That helps me know that they have integrity and they do care. They care about what they're putting out there. They're just not throwing stuff out there to say, well, let's see what sticks. They yeah. have quality stuff that they've tested and then they let me test and they, I get feedback to them. And if it's terrible, I'll say, hey, guys, you need to fix this. And they fix it. But that that's something right there where your ego's, your ego's uh, in check that you can ask somebody, give me your honest, uh, honest opinion of this. And I may not like it. And I'll tell them that. I'll say, well, what did you like about it? Okay, well, let's go back to the shop and let's see if we can fix it. So it's it's more inclined to what what people need out there, whether they're hunting or whether they're using it for home defense or uh, law enforcement and military. I know you guys like going with the lowest bidder, but lowest bidder doesn't always save lives. So if you guys are out there, law enforcement, military community, I recommend you get with Fort Scott Ammunition and check, Fort Scott Munitions and check out their ammunition ASAP. The guys will, will the guys downrange and the guys on the street are going to thank you for it down the line. Right on, man. Well, it's fortscottmunitions.com. And once again, promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off. And we stand behind these guys. With that, let's get right yep. into the episode. On the microphones, pure and uncensored American straight talk. Never quit. You're locked and loaded with Chris Peranto and Ian Scotto. This is the Battleline Podcast. Battleline podcast. We are on episode four now. Still no catchphrase. We'll get a catchphrase at some point, it's, right, Chris? It will. It's got to come to us. It's just <laughs> like your call sign. You can't. Harry Potter doesn't just go in there and pick his own <laughs> wand, man. I always say that. You can't pick your own call sign. You can't pick your own catchphrase. It just happens, and it just feels that. Yeah, that's it, right there. When you try to force it, uh, it doesn't work, man. Got to. It's got to come natural. It's got to pick you. It's got the catchphrase has got to find us, brother. We can't go find that. I fully, yeah, I fully agree. And, and we're still early on in this. So, you know, it'll be a few episodes down the line, maybe. I do want to talk about, since we're taping this pre-Thanksgiving, um, you know, hoping that you guys had a good Thanksgiving and maybe we'll get into some stories of guys who don't get to have that pleasure of going yeah, home for Thanksgiving yeah. who are downrange. But I, I kind of wanted to start things on a light note. And uh, I was actually just telling our engineer, Miles, about this. Uh, you're, so you've been completely off Twitter for a while, so you kind of oh, yeah. don't see what's going on in terms of Twitter <laughs> political drama. But I, no, <laughs> I think you also miss out on some funny things, like some just stupid things that go around. So, oh, Lord, have you by any chance seen this thing with Papa John, the creator of Papa John's? Like, I, I, no, that was funny. I saw that my my wife. We were you know we're we're doing Black Friday sales. I have merchandise. I got to do all that stuff. So we're we're posting stuff. We're building like email blasts for for companies and for myself. And I saw it. I go and it said Papa John founder, the guy on the commercials all the time. I didn't even know he wasn't Papa John anymore. I like what's that? This guy? What happened to him? So yeah, t- I I just found out yesterday that 
he was fired by the board or they was asked to step down. But brother, I know nothing else about the story. I just kind of rolled my eyes and said, ah, whatever. Yeah, we so got to keep working. That story is like, it's, that's a little older. I think he made some like racial comments on a phone call okay. and they asked him to step okay. down, but he did this interview and I was just watching it actually with miles showing him. And I think we both agreed. The guy looks like he's on something and he gave this really bizarre interview. We're just <laughs> oh, going to no. play like 20 seconds of it. So if you could hit that, I want to see what Chris thinks of this. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Living currently in Mark Shapiro should be in jail. He has no pizza experience. He's never been in the pizza category. I would just say stay tuned. The day of reckoning will come. The record will be straight. Why not set the record straight down? I mean, what is it about the record that's not straight? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> I just like that. It, what does he say? I've had 40 pizzas in the last 50 days. I think. And that's right. Yeah, there, there are times when you and I've been here before where you have to consider, should I really be doing an interview today? <laughs> you got to <laughs> ask yourself, am I in the right mindset? Sometimes you're so pissed. They're thinking, I believe I've been, I, I think people that have followed me and know my story know that there are times where I'm pissed, I'm angry. And when you're super angry and it happened once to me when I was extremely angry and, and I still went on and did the, did the interview anyway, but there are times when you are so angry or yeah, you're, you're right. Maybe I don't, I don't know if he's, I'm not going to speculate that he's on something. Maybe he's just been eating too much pizza. Obviously, too, That's what I mean, saying. I, I, look, I love pizza. I live in New York, but <laughs> but forty pizzas in the last, or he said fifty pizzas in the last forty days was something like that. Something <laughs> insane. Like maybe you need to lay off the pizza a little maybe bit. Maybe your colon is talking to you, and telling you, you know what, man, you don't need to be going on TV. Your colon needs to be taken care of right now. I, bro, I, I just that again. That's that's where I just I just tell you, don't you know think about it. Do I really need to be doing this press today? I'm not in the mind state, mind state to do it. No, I probably shouldn't go on. And you got to walk away from it. But he went in. And that's the problem now is, I, and I, this is an old adage that I, I've said for years, even before I, I, Benghazi even happened. When the bullet goes down range, you can't take it back. What that means is that once you shoot that bullet, it's gone. And wherever that thing hits, you can't, you can't do anything about it. So what that analogy means that once you say something, same thing. Once you say something on the media, once you put it out there, you can't re, you can't unsay it. So don't go and do media unless you are in a good mindset. You've had well rest and you're in a happy place because stuff like that is going to be said. And now on Twitter, I guess we're just, it's just going on fire on Twitter. Yeah, people, people are, are loving it. Well, <laughs> you know, I guess I guess there are also those in marketing that say any press is good press, good or bad. I don't tend to believe that at all. But well, especially for him, because if he's no longer at Papa John's, what is he doing press for? Because he's pissed. At Honestly, because he's pissed off. He's angry. He's trying to get his amends. He's trying to. You're, you're, that is the best way to do it nowadays. It's not going behind the woodshed and getting in a fight anymore. And hey, walking away, handshake, and say, "Hey, that was good. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're still brothers." It's okay. Let's just take him to town on on social media. I, people do that to me. Yeah, hey, you're not good. You're, I have people that 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 would like to talk bad about me, or maybe I've done them, or they feel I've done them wrong, or. Hillary didn't get this big one. Hillary didn't get elected. It's it's your fault, Tano. Well, I said, well, you know, if we got problems, here's my schedule. Here's where I'm speaking at. I'm going to be here on this day. Why don't you come and we'll talk about it? But I don't get that. I just keep getting the the I just keep getting the media push or the social media push of how I'm such it's just such a big ass. 
that's just how it is. That's today's society. So he's out there. He's out there. He's angry. And maybe he's right. I don't know. Because did he say the true story's going to come out soon? Whatever yeah, it is. Which, yeah, I wonder what that is. But by the way, <laughs> speaking of uh, of you saying, like, this is where I'm speaking, I did see that over this past weekend you did a uh, tactical shooting yeah. event. And uh, the one thing I'll say that I noticed is you is I've said it before, man, but you have like a big female following. And it is not typically when I see guys doing tactical training courses, it is typically the vet bro or wannabe yeah, vet bro yeah, uh, community. Yeah, yeah. And it's not to insult any of those people, but I see and it's like a good mix of females in there and, so, and some good looking females that you wouldn't typically right. think are at a tactical <laughs> shooting event. Man, that's some of them are pretty, pretty high speed shooters too. I, yeah. And, and they're tough. Um, bro, I, I, and it's not me. It's, it's, it's also Benny Glossop. Who, who's who do, who's the head of combatives for Battleline? Battleline is not and Battleline Tactical and you know Battleline Podcast. I know we pulled. I, th- I thought that was a great idea to do that. All that's all Ian's idea, guys. Everybody out there, I had nothing to do with naming the podcast Battleline. That is Ian's expertise, which I think is brilliant. But Battleline Tactical, the training company, consists of. It's not me. That's why I didn't call it Tano's ba- ta- Tactical Training. I wanted it to be a company where I had instructors, and it, it what the focal point was. The training, not Tano. So I brought in Battle uh, Benny Glossop, who's a tremendous instructor. He he he's in charge of the Combatus Division. Then we got Ben Morgan over there, for, and he's from First Ranger Battalion. Has a lot of experience, been down range with Triple Canopy, um, and he's a tremendous shooter. And the thing is, is that when people come in and they see me, I am still that joking guy. If you watch 13 Hours, that's me. I'm that joker. I I have fun, and it creates light in situations. There's no bravado. There's no ego. There's no, I know how to shoot better than you. It's, hey, come on, let's come have some fun. Let's go shoot, and maybe we'll learn a thing or two. And then you add Benny Glossop in. If you ever get to come to a Battleline course, you train with Benny Glossop, or you're ever in the Tampa area, and you go train with uh, with Benny out there in Tampa, you'll find he is the nicest guy in the world. He can, he'll break your arm in a second. He can't, he's, he's, a, he's a bad dude, but he's, but he doesn't come across as that way at all. He's very, very, very humble, very, has a lot of humility and it comes across his training and he jokes a lot too. He's the same as me. We, when him and I are actually in the same training, I'm usually his punching dummy. When we go and we do the combative stuff, he beats on me, but we have so much fun. It just puts everybody at ease. And I think that attracts people that normally wouldn't get into firearms and get into combatives because they don't want to go in and be, be around the, 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 all the, I call the pseudo macho. And there are some macho guys in there that actually are macho, but the majority more the, the pseudo macho. Oh, I'm such a, I'm going to, I might ops are blacker than your ops type of guys. Yeah. They, they don't want to deal with that. And I love it because they do you see the confidence in them and women are women are tough they're the females that come in they are that some they're some tough sobs and you know what also is awesome about it is they listen you know there is that proof ian i have to say i've that heard that before a lot of proof. <laughs> yeah men don't listen as well as women doing tactical training i have to say that is a correct that is a correct assumption that is a correct opinion. That is not a stereotype. Women do listen better than men. Yeah, there, there's certain things that, that they just excel at that men don't. I, I always think back to when I interviewed Dan Gordon, who's a former IDF mm-hmm. sniper, uh, now yeah. director. He directed The Hurricane with Denzel Washington. A yeah, lot of yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. may remember Wyatt Earp. Mm-hmm. He still does stuff with the IDF. But he was saying that it's women who do the best surveillance of security cameras. And the yeah. way that he put it, this is how he said it. He said that men 
are, you know, can't like stare into a camera all day. Our minds are racing. We're thinking about sex. We're thinking about all different <laughs> other kinds of things. And they're like, women will notice things going on. They're suspicious that men just won't. And they're better at that job. I, I think a lot of it applies to just, I mean, again, it comes right back to humility as well. Uh, there's an ego thing when guys come into training courses, uh, even as much as I tell them, Hey, we're not competing against each other, guys. When we get on the line, you are competing against yourself. Don't yeah. look at the guy to your right or left. You just look at your target. And but you know they're I always will catch them. They're looking at everybody else's target, comparing themselves to everybody else. Where women don't. Women are like, okay, this is my target. I'm just learning. This is me. This is what I need to do. I don't care what's going on right or left. So, it right sounds here. like the guy in the weight room was have to see how much everybody is benching or something. <laughs> it's, that's it. But same thing. Same thing. Now there are exceptions to the rule. Believe me, there are. But for the most part, for the most part, that that stereotype is 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 right. It is exact and. Uh, it, it, it does. It, it just makes the courses for me. It, it just I feel like th- I'm giving back a little bit. So maybe it's a little cathartic for me, altruistic for me when I see more women come in. And and then I love and I think a lot of it has to do with also having Ben Morgan and Benny Glossop, those guys. And Ben's the same way. Ben is the most patient teacher in the world that Ben Morgan will sit there and he knows, he knows guns, he knows tactics, he knows how to shoot and he can explain it so much better than me. He's so much patient. You can see the difference between first ranger bad and second ranger battalion. <laughs> I'm like, let's just get on the line and start shooting. Okay. If you're screwing up, we'll figure it out on the line where Ben's like, okay, this is what we need to do. All right. Shoot around. All right. Let's see what you did wrong. <laughs> and he is, he's a better instructor than I'm on the, on the line. I'll say it right now. So it's a blessing to have him with battle line. Cause I can just turn Ben, you got him brother. Take, take it from here. And then I can just kind of just shoot with the people on the line and do a little bit of instruction, but it has a lot to do with attitude, brother, a lot to do with attitude and, and no ego. And I, that's why those guys are battle line. And that's why battle line tactical is a little different. And that's why we're here doing a battle line podcast. Cause we've been able to morph and, now we're try- now we're getting into something else, which which I don't think if the ego was too high, you could we could do that and yeah. do it effectively. Oh yeah, man. Well, if uh, if people are interested in that, of course, ChrisTonoPerano.net. I know yep. you always put up where the next training course is going to be. Um, I'm really excited to have Pat Smith coming on this show to talk about Sean Smith. And as you said, every time she does a media hit, it's something about Hillary Clinton. It's something yeah, to prop yeah. up a political candidate. And we kind of just want to know who Sean Smith was. And I'm looking forward to that. But the, before we get to that, I did want to mention, as I said, um, we're recording this a little before Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, but for you guys listening, it's Monday. We hope you had a great one. And I always try to remember, you know, there's first responders out there who are working, um, you know, uh, medical people working. And then, of course, guys and women overseas who aren't going to be seeing their families for a while. And I've never been in that position, although I know you have been. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah, it's very frustrating yeah. not seeing your family for months, especially you, during the holidays. You know, I, I, and me personally, it's it's you almost become closer to people on those days when you're gone. I I remember specifically, and you're right. I have been gone a lot of Christmases, a lot of birthdays. Last year I missed Halloween again because I was actually in South America on a contract, and I I remember being in South America missing another Halloween. And my three-year-olds going, "Why am I doing this again? How many times have I missed something?" But I do remember there have been some some Thanksgivings and Christmases where it was extremely special being gone. It was it was it was difficult. It was being away from the family, but uh, we had such a tight group of people. And there was one in particular that was in in Kandahar. I remember I was working in Kandahar, one of the outside bases 
um, wasn't at the airfield. We had a base outside of the city. And uh, it was doing. We were doing uh, Thanksgiving, and sometimes the bases try to make it as homey as possible. So you're you and try to make the holiday special. So we actually did a turkey trot around the base, and I was with some fantastic group of guys. And and one of my buddies who has since passed away, Joseph Bixler, we called him X. He was a mentor of mine. I actually learned a lot from him when I started doing global response staff work. I started doing that contract work for the agency, the same stuff I was doing in Libya. Well, Joe was older than me. He had started the contract. He was a former SEAL, uh, and uh, he taught me a lot. So when we got to Kandahar, I'd been working the contract for two, three years. Joe, of course, is now the site leader. He's in charge of all, all the GRS guys there. Well, we were doing this turkey trot. We had another guy by the name of, of – I'll call him Joe. I'm not going to give you his full name, but – Joe was he was a nutbag. He was a he was a former 10th Special Forces group guy. Love Joe, hilarious. So we get out to run this turkey trot because we're you know we're we're away from home. So the yeah. base is trying to make it home, and we're doing this 5K turkey trot around the base. And he came out, and I'll actually, I'll post some pictures on Instagram tomorrow of him. He came out with a turkey suit on. He had built a full turkey suit out of cardboard boxes. And so he's coming out with his turkey suit. Me and Joe are standing there and, and Bixler and we're looking at Bixler and I are looking at other Joe 10 special force group going, going, Oh my gosh, what in the world? How did, you know, out of nowhere. And it's the most hilarious thing in the world that we take off running. So we start the run and he ran the full thing this Thanksgiving in that Turkey uniform out of cardboard box. I remember nice. when he got back, he was so beat up. He's like, that was the stupidest thing I could have done. He had, he had, burns all over from the from the box just rubbing on his shoulders oh, on his leg and it was just and he had the wings on it and everything and it was but when we got done it it, it really was like oh my, that was one of the closest teams i've been on because of stuff like that where you just try to make it homey you try to make sure. the, it not so bad when you're gone from home and i i still remember his sunglasses on just seeing joe come out bixer and i are running and then x is even we're just laughing the whole time and then of course uh we had some ground branch guys there some uh some said guys there that were on the base and i remember joe us me and joe running i'm a i'm a good runner i'm a very good runner I've been very blessed. I believe I it. You're the only guy who yeah. calls me, you know, to talk about the podcast <laughs> in the middle of a run. Yep. And I remember uh, one of the ground branch guys was coming up. And GRS and ground branch, we we have a, a friendly rivalry. We, normally, we've worked together on the outside in the units. But this ground branch guy was coming up, and he was actually trying to win the turkey trot. And I thought it was just for fun. And I, at that point in time, I was, I, I was a flyer. I could, I could just fly. And Joe X says, you are not, Joe's in charge. Joe goes, Tano, you are not letting Graham Branch beat us. And I said, no, nah, hell no, he's not beating. And I remember he goes, you take off. And I remember I just, I got a cannon. I mean, it's so motivated. I get motivated now because of him just saying that to me as we're running. He goes, take off, Tano. You better not let him win. And I remember, Phew. And I, I took off and I actually celebrated at the end. And I'll post this picture on Instagram too. I had some Ranger panties on. They're little Ranger skivvies. I pulled them up to look like a bikini. And then I tied my shirt into like a halter top so I looked like I had boobs. Uh, and, feel free to I, put it on Instagram, man. <laughs> I am. I'm going to. And I, I did a little, I did a little happy dance when I won. And I'll post that on. But I, I, I'm smiling so much right now because I remember that day. And it was one of the most special days of my life. And I was away from home. And so don't always feel bad for the guys overseas, everyone. Yes, I mean, we love to be home, but we do have some good experiences, that, and that's the experience I'll remember for the rest of my life. And then we fried turkeys and had a, had a fantastic turkey dinner, and it was, it was an amazing experience in Kandahar, Afghanistan. I loved it. I still remember to this day. I can still remember all of it and even the smells, and uh, 
Uh, man, I, so I, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I did want to tell that story because it, it was one. It was one of the best days of of my life. Yeah, you know, it really was. Yeah, that that's amazing. I mean, because here I am thinking it's always the worst, and you know, obviously there are people who are experiencing the worst yeah. during this time. They're in a firefight or something when they should. Be well, with you, their you family, have bad. But... Give me there. I've had some terrible ones too, but it's not always, and it's always how you make it. You can't control the situation. You can't control the people. One thing you can always control, always, is your attitude. That's one thing you have complete control over. So you can make it as good or as bad as you want to make it. But it's really up to you. It really is. Absolutely. Well, I know that Pat Smith is standing by. So right before we get to Pat, I, of course, want to mention once again that we're very proud to be sponsored by Fort Scott Munitions. Glad to have them on board. They're a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. So in plain English, guys, this is the most powerful stuff on the market. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as directly online through www.fortscottmunitions.com. That's Fort Scott, M-U-N-I-T-I-O-N-S.com. Use the exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order. Only available to listeners of the BATTLELINE podcast. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, BATTLELINE <laughs> Tactical, and us, of course, the BATTLELINE podcast. Check them out, fortscottmunitions.com. Promo code BATTLELINE. With that, let's get right over to Pat Smith, the mother of Sean Smith, a hero and U.S. diplomat killed in Benghazi in the attack that Chris, of course, experienced as well. Pat! Yeah. It's, what's up, Pat? It's Tano. It's Chris. <laughs> what's going on? Well, are you in New York now? Um, as far as you know, I am. I'm not, but Ian is. I'm I'm, I'm like you. We, we don't travel very well, Pat. I don't travel very well either. So I'm on the phone. Well, I'm on the phone. I'm home. I'm home in Omaha right now. Okay, very good. I'm in San Diego, and it's very nice over here. Everybody oh. else has rain and nastiness, and we have it wonderful. Can you rub it in even more, Pat? Jeez, <laughs> oh, Pat, uh, yes, I could. Rub- <laughs> oh, I can. No, I can a- really. <laughs> I wish I was in San Diego. I mean, I wish Me I was in too. San Diego or Florida. I remember Chris and I were talking about like if we could move to Florida, we would gladly do the show over there. I would be more than happy. I don't know. It's it's kind of a, it's too moist in Florida. Okay. See, you see, know, everything gets moldy over there. She does have a point there. She either got dry with no water in San Diego or you got too much water in Florida. or But you're still warm. My toes never hurt when it was hot and dry or hot and muggy where my toes are freezing right now in Omaha. So I'll take, I'll take either. I'm still envying well, you. Yeah, get good mark look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go get get some because I don't care what I look like. I'm, I'm getting, I, it doesn't make a difference to me. I'm going to. Sorry, it, hey, Ian. I'm sorry. No, it's fine, man. If uh, that's the spotlight, man. yeah, you you have me wonder, man. Like, if the show takes off, is that the plan? Are we moving to San Diego? We're moving to San. <laughs> no, we're moving to 
okay, we're going to I, I like Florida. I'm, I am with you. But anyway, wh- weather and all of that aside, I'm sure that uh, Pat Smith is gearing up for uh, Thanksgiving, and we're really excited to have her on, and, and thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm, I'm sure most of this audience knows because they've followed her and, you know, what she's been up to, but the mother of Sean Smith, who was a U.S. diplomat, Sean worked as an information management officer with the U.S. Foreign Service, grew up right there in San Diego, served six years in the U.S. Air Force, which started in 1995 as a ground radio maintenance specialist, then promoted to staff sergeant in 2000. And uh, as I was kind of saying to Pat, and and which is really what you told me, Tonto, was that we kind of want to bring her on because we've seen so many appearances of Pat over the years um, on Fox and other things, talking about Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. And we'd rather really talk about who was Sean yeah. Smith, because I think there's a lot out there about Gwen Doherty and Ty Woods. And a lot of people don't really know who Sean Smith was and, and what made him just a great American. Uh, and that's Pat. I, that's what I was talking to you about, too. I, I, you know, we we know we know who was at fault for what happened and we don't need to beat our head against that anymore. I, I want to. Oh, yes, we can. I, I, well, we, we can't. We can't let you do. We'll do that later. But I, I want to. I just I just I want to. You know, I, and I think a lot of people out there want to know Sean and want to know you. And and one thing that that has helped me get through a lot of my times is the, the mothers um, that have gone through this and, and have and have shown tremendous intestinal fortitude to to continue to move on and that shows me that man i i could be a lot stronger so i i would like to hear and we talked you know i think even in the airport when i called you before we were talking about um when sean's sean and his buddy and you're talking about that and how there was something where they came in the house and we were discussing uh, yeah i was laughing at i was laughing at that because yes talking about sean uh, i can't talk about him in the service because he was over there and i was over here you know, well, but yeah. when he was growing up, I had him here for 19 years. I can talk about that pretty much. I, well, that's what I want to hear, especially the baby pictures and all the embarrassing moments. Come on. That's exactly. <laughs> okay. I'll give you, I'll give you one. I'll give tell, you one. You probably tell. would not want me to say it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we wanted. That is exactly the one that we want right now. Okay. Well, one day Sean came up to me in the house and said, Mom, could you talk to somebody for me? I said, what do you mean, talk to somebody? And he said, well, they have a couple questions, and they don't know who to talk to, and they want some straight facts. I said, okay, <laughs> yes. I, I can do it, because Sean and I were very open. Sure. But, so I said, okay, sure. And he brought this girl in the house. Oh, and, my goodness. Oh, it was a good one. D- so I'm not going to no, keep going. No, really. <laughs> he said, uh, the, the main question the girl wanted to know is, the guy said when he they're doing marijuana <laughs> that he she is required to sleep with him because he needs it that bad he can't help himself. Oh is that true? <laughs> and I said, no. Right. <laughs> The things I you ruined do the whole get, thing. You no, you saved him from. Oh my goodness! Tell you what, with that kind of stuff out there, my mom, I I think I'd be locked in my room for a week to even ask the question like that. So, what kind of friends are you hanging out with, Chris? My mom, Rita, she had. Oh my goodness! So what? what oh, so, I talked to Sean about everything. What? What? Okay, so mainly so because he had to talk to me. He had no bother around. 
Well, yeah, I did. I did amazing, see that in man. in his in the research that he was an only child, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm an only child, so I think I could relate to that. I've probably told my mom things over the years that my mom will flat out be like, you know, you could whatever you want to do. I, I just don't want to hear about it sometimes. Oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> hey, I knew all the rotten stuff he did <laughs> that he wanted to tell me. Well, yeah, but, you, that way. but you know what you moms and finding out too my mom knew a lot more stuff than what i thought she did all the stuff i thought i was getting away with no yeah moms, you didn't huh moms <laughs> yeah moms knew they just let me think well, i think i was getting over but i wasn't <laughs> oh you're such a sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> feel sorry for me now but my mom i'm looking back now gosh i thought i was a sneaky sneaky kid i wasn't sneaky at all they just let me get away with it and learn learn the hard way unless it was really bad then of course, got either or at a certain age, got my hide tanned a little bit or you ain't you're grounded from your car for a week. So, I, yeah, I, I think you with with uh, can you remember well, that's the older that's the older person. I do. I had Sean before he could drive, you know, pretty much sure, when he I, went in the service. That was something else. I went to visit him wherever he was that I could go. Well, where, and that, where was, that was kind of interesting. Where was tell me a story about that if you don't mind. Where was he first stationed and 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 maybe one of the first bases that you saw him at? I'd like to know just from well, my okay. experience. Other than the United States, there was Kadena Air Force Base. Oh wow. That's and big... I went there. I went uh snorkeling in Okinawa with him. You went snorkeling in Okinawa. What what'd you see? and because I know nothing. I almost drowned. <laughs> I don't know how to snorkel. <laughs> your mom, what? Okay, so t- can you ask you why you got in the water then? If you didn't know how to snorkel, why in the earth are you just oh, because? Oh, I had to snort. I didn't know how to snorkel. I kept thinking uh, I'm breathing in that water. <laughs> because, got... Well, because I I had a chance to do it. That's why he says, "Come on, let's go." And I said, "Okay, I'm one of those people." <laughs> oh, that. So and, the, first... and then and then we went to this one place in Okinawa where they had this uh, mongoose who was mm-hmm. fighting with a, a snake. Cobra, and he said, they, I don't know what kind. It was a snake. That's all I know. <laughs> and the, the, then the, the mongoose grabbed that snake, bit off his head, and just sat there and chewed. And then they gave us they gave us little mung uh, snake dust that we can chew on if we wanted to. So I had to try that. Okay, it what it, t- what it, taste it like didn't anything? taste very good. Tastes yeah, like it chicken. tastes like, like tastes chicken? like snake. <laughs> like I, uh, I I don't even know what to say. I I'm picturing you doing that because every out there, Pat and I, we 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 know each other very well. And and her and and Ty's mom, Cheryl, I, I consider. I always call them mom if I can, if they let me do it without embarrassing them. And so I'm oh, that trying does to, embarrass me. I know, I know. You you smack my you t- you were telling me I look so gorgeous on the TV. You don't know what makeup does. Yeah, uh, yeah. What are you talking it's about? It's wonderful. I know. Look at me now. I would try to get on TV. That's why I don't do it anymore. There's not enough makeup to make me look good at all. <laughs> on TV anymore. But I'm trying to picture you. Now I'm trying to picture you eating snake or watching that mongoose kill the snake. Was and what was Sean just kind of just standing there nonchalantly, or did he did he want to try to freak you out? Was he trying to take you to all these things just to see get a reaction out of you? Oh no, we did weird things all the time. All that's, the time. That's awesome. All the time. See that's and. Uh, Go, go, it's just, go ahead. I miss him. You know, I just miss him. 
and we we used to do those stuff, and we don't do it now. And See, anyway, that, that, in that's, Okinawa, that's what people know. I, I really think people need to know. I need to hear that. I because I, I I they to 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 have some connection with you as a mother. And I, I think that people get away from that or, or even the media when we're on it too much, they forget but that. They, they, because I'm a mother, they wanted me killed. They wanted me beaten to death because I, I, I was talking, talking. I can't believe that. I'm not a, I'm a mother. Uh, and you know, one. <laughs> you are, you still, no, you still are by, by any means. And, you know, from what is she getting on with that, Ian, is, is, and we're not, we are with, it's the politics of people that, that don't like what took place and, sure. and it can get that ugly. And, but Hey, it, but you know, all you got to do is call me. I'm right there for you. I'll take them on. I told you that a million times. You, you call me Tig or Oz or even Boone. And, oh, and, wait a minute. Wait there. a minute. I, I had a problem a little while ago and Uh-oh. I tried contacting everybody. And oh the only goodness. one that got back to me was Tig. Ooh. <laughs> you didn't okay. get back to me. You have some my dirt name. going on. Now, where did you try to contact me? If it was on social media, I didn't even have a, have any of that any at the time. So look at I, okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, you have my new cell phone now. And if you did, I humbly apologize to you. So if it ever happens again, well, there you go. But you got one of us. And take takes twice the size of me anyway. So he could probably stand at the doorway <laughs> and, and it'd be fine. Fine. But you know that it will never happen again. And I, you know, I, I offline, I'd like to know because I don't even know what happened. Was that, but, but. Oh, it, it was a scam. It was oh, a scam. Man. That's too bad. Uh, it was a he was a general. He said, and he needed help. You know. Oh my. Yeah. Stay. I. Well, there's a lot of generals. And I, that need I went. Help, but... I went. I went to his web page, and it, everything looked for real. Everything looked for real everywhere, but I just didn't trust him. You didn't give money to him or anything. Don't ever do that. No. Anybody, all, good, no. All you listeners out there, don't ever do that. If people say, especially if it's from a general or from one of us or from me don't ever give money to people and i don't have money you're you're smart though they 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 have a hard time getting money out of me (laughs) yeah there there are especially with social media all i can say is god bless you (laughs) yeah there there are just so many scams out there but hey getting into kind of some backstory here pat um you know if you could tell us some background on sean that uh, i was interested in and i think the listeners would be like at what age did he say mom i want to join the military and you know what was your reaction to that that was as soon as he got out of the out of high school he wanted to join the navy and i wouldn't let him because (laughs) i asked i asked him i said why i said have you checked out the other ones he says, no, I haven't, but I think I, I should, I can't get into any of the others, so I'm going to go into the Navy. I said, look, until you check with everybody else, I'm not signing any paper. They wanted me to sign for him, and I refused to do it. So uh, a month or so went by, and he finally, after a little while, he was mad at me. He was very mad at me. Uh, then he called me, and he said, Mom, guess what? The Air Force called me. They want me to join the Air Force. <laughs> and he was, he said he couldn't, he couldn't believe it. He said, I never went to college. They only want college people. And I said, see, all you got to do is try, kid. <laughs> and, and at that point, you were, you were on board? Yeah. Oh, always. And that- always. 
for whatever he wants. I had nothing. I couldn't offer him anything. Oh, you're offering him your wisdom, and you talked to me to not go in the Navy. You went to the Air Force. So, for all you, I'm sorry, <laughs> for all you Navy guys out there, that wasn't a shot shot at you at all. <laughs> but, but the Air Force guy, and everybody in the I service hit- knows the Air Force has more money. They got more stuff. They got more. You're going to be more better taken care of in the Air Force just because they have just the funds to take care of you. So, uh, that was pretty impressive oh, right there. There's so many different things with Sean and the service, too. He, I, I was so proud of him. He he would tell me, Mom, I got, I don't know what, what they call it, the first stripe of some kind, because he was made in charge of the lunchroom. <laughs> oh, he, he probably an airman first class. Air, There's different airman first class. So he got his airman first class before. Yeah, you know, tell me, I, I want to know that, because that's, that's a big deal when you get that first rank and you start to move up in rank. It feels good. So what did he say when when he when he called you? Yeah, he, he loved you. it. He loved it. He can get all the food he wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, and he could eat before everybody else. <laughs> and in the Air Force, that is a big deal because that is some good chow. Good, good chow in the Air Force. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, go, go ahead, Ian. I, I know I'm monopolizing. Ian, no, not not at all. Me. I mean, I'm just. You have I'm, to tell me, shut up, Tono. No, the, this is great. I I love hearing these <laughs> stories, and I think the audience does too. And you know, kind of as we said previously, um, you know, rightfully so, we hear a lot about the story of Glenn Doherty and and Ty Woods and kind of some of these other guys. We we don't really get to know the backstory. So I'm wondering from there, him transitioning to becoming a diplomat. What what was that like? And and was he excited for it? That was interesting. Uh, he called me one day. And if from, Pat, if, if you can't, uh, we want you to talk, but we're not forcing you. You you say as much oh, as no, you can. Oh, no, I can talk. I can talk. Okay, I have I no problem that. here. Okay, I figured. That, if I, I had a problem, I just wouldn't say it. Or I'd sit there and cry at you because I'm very well I can't contain my tears a lot of times. Uh, Pat, I know this. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm already, I'm already preempted it right now. But, but go ahead. I'm sorry. You go, you're awesome. Keep going. Keep going. I'm loving it. I don't know what I was talking about. No, we were, we were talking about his his transit <laughs> his transition from the Air Force to becoming a diplomat. Oh, yes, he called me and he says uh, he got a con- was contacted by somebody, and there's a good chance that he's going to go in the diplomatic corps afterwards. That they were already talking to him about it. He had, he was, in fact, he was, I believe he was assigned to it even before he was out of the other one because they wanted him so bad. Sure. He, he, de- he designed, you know, in Korea, I guess, in radio communication, ground radio mm-hmm. communication, they test radios with the Koreans and yep. they did things like that. And he was, he says, Mom, they were having one of these tests. He says, they didn't even have radios. <laughs> <laughs> so the Koreans, they were trying to teach him how to how to use the radios and everything, and they didn't even have the right radios. And wow. so he says he complained about it, and they said, "Okay, if you can do better, you go do it." So he designed the whole next one. Wow, <laughs> wow! And and for those who don't know, as I mentioned, you know, Sean was a radio maintenance specialist, so that that was his field. No, he was and an expert. He hated it. He hated it. He didn't want ground radio communications. He wanted computer. But he started out ground radio communication. He got good. And I yeah. said, keep, keep trying it, Chuck. There's, there's something in there that you're going to get into and you're going to love. Just, just pick a spot you like and, 
be better at it than anybody else. And that's what he did. Did did he end up? Yeah, I did. I didn't know he didn't enjoy it because he was such so good at. And that's the military too, or or government. If you get into something and you don't like it, but you're good at it, you usually have a hard time getting out and doing something new because because you're so good at it, they're going to keep you there. Did he end up? And I didn't know that. Did he end up just be finally enjoying it, or did he just bite the bullet and say, you know what, I'm good at this, so I'm going to stay stay in the he IT. He just world. went up the. He just went up the rank and went from one from one thing to another to another, and just you know that was it. Like for example, one time I was on on a boat on a barge in the middle of San Diego Bay shooting off fireworks, and <laughs> I like blowing things up. By the way, nice. uh, <laughs> my friend Don here is a he's a big shot in that. He was and. Anyway. He was a licensed pyro, and I was on his team, on <laughs> his crew. <laughs> but anyway, so I was on, I was on this this barge, and I called Sean, and I said, "Hi, baby, how are you doing?" He says, "Doing just wonderful." I said, "Where where are you?" He says, "Moscow." I said, wow. "Why are, why are you in Moscow?" He says, "Colin Powell had to go to Moscow. When he went to Moscow, Sean was in that group." Oh, wow. And and I was I said, What's it like there? He says, Very, very smoky. <laughs> you look <laughs> out the window and all you see is smoke everywhere. You can't yeah, and, even breathe. Yeah, and that yeah, just that says a lot for just because they have to, to keep themselves warm. Keep fire they always have fires going and there's, there's not I don't I don't uh, know. All I know is he says it's nasty and told me a bunch of little teeny tiny stories about that, but this is what I, I was in, in with it, Sean. I talked to him almost every day. Almost yeah. every day, and That's, nobody knew that, and they thought I didn't didn't communicate well, with him. Well, then that's that's why I wanted to have you on because every time I saw even that last one I saw on Fox, where like here's Pat on again, they're asking her the same question, same soundbite, and you and I have talked offline, and I know you had stories about Sean. I know you. There were many. I'm like, gosh, I want people. Uh, yeah, and I, 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 I did. I didn't I even you tell you about. That. You, no. I didn't even tell you about going to South Africa to visit him, or no, well, to, to the Hague, well, or to well, Montreal. The, I've been to all those places to visit him. Well, the, you have but, a pla- here. You are right here. Tell me about it, and then whatever we don't get to, we'll talk about. I, we'll talk about. I bought later. goats in the Hague. You bought goats. What, now, what did you do with the go- goats? I gotta know. Boots. Oh, I thought you said goats. Like, why are you buying goats in there? No boots to put on my feet. But okay, okay. What kind of boots were they? I got, I, you, I got to hear. Oh, uh, they were just, they were just fancy boots. No, just. Oh, uh, no. that's because he sent me, uh, uh, what do you call those wooden shoe things? That are, but these were made out of uh, material. You talking about like house the slippers? The the clog, like the not the hey, yeah. Clo- they're not clogs. What are they called? Clogs? Or is that just a that's just a, a universal name for wooden shoes? Is clogs? I I think I know what you're talking about. Something I got those too. I got I got the cloth like C L O T H cloth. Cloth. Okay. Cloth. And yep. some made out of some are wooden shoes. I've got the wooden shoes too. I got those in, in the hay. Wow, that can't be comfortable. What do those feel like wearing? They are. <laughs> they, <That's>, are. <laughs> they are. You cannot wear those things. I don't care what they say. They say it's good for gardening. I put them on my almost my poor oh feet. Oh my gosh, sore. I know. Oh my, you can't. I got hammer toe. I ain't putting no wooden shoes on my on these hammer toes. These things will be broken in, in a second. 
Uh, Probably. No, see, that's one thing about the the diplomatic corps, whether I, you know, whether I care, and I don't care about the infrastructure about State Department. I think it's a clown show over there. But I do always say, if you're going to, when people ask me, should I I get in the government service or should I get in the military? I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about the head shed. They're 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 screwed up up there. They don't know what they're doing. They're just politicians trying to win win win, just win hearts and minds within their own little group up in D.C. But the experiences that you get going to all these places and seeing all these things it, it, and seeing yes. all these different countries that's amazing. So I, I never tell nope, don't join us. Yeah, but just serve. Keep your feet on the ground. Don't worry about what's going up in D.C. because they're broken. They're not. They're 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 right. Just good. have an adventure. Exactly. That's what I told Sean all the time. Just like, come on, let's have an adventure. Do Do you that miss so cool. Do you miss being able to go all over the world with your son? Uh, yeah, of course I do. But yeah. as like I said, I went to South Africa when the baby was first baby was born. Wow. Then I went to. Oh, that was wonderful. But it oh, took bet. so long to get there. Well, did you Johannes? Did you go to Johannesburg, Durban? Did you go down to Cape Town? I'm sure you went to Cape Town. There's I've worked in South Africa. South times, Africa so was well, was that Johannesburg? Johannesburg. Yeah, I think probably. that's where yeah. Oh, that's, that's where it was. And and I went on a safari. Oh. Sean took me on a safari over there. We were going in the car and I was within ten feet of a lion just laying there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I've you know got what, a picture Pat, of me with lions crawling on top, little baby lions crawling on top of me. You know what? Pat, I said nobody I'm, else has that. You got to nope, send that to us. We'll, we'll put that up on uh, on our Instagram. You, you got you got to send that. And you know one thing too is that honestly, Pat, I know your spunkiness, I know your feistiness, I know you're tough. So if you and a lion got in a fight, I would. I don't know. I might put my money on you. You're pretty. You're pretty tough. I have to give that lion a run for its money. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. Watching lions. Well, the lion that I saw, he was about ten feet away from me, and they said, "Don't get out of the car." I said, "You betcha, I'm not going to get out of the car. I'm no lion breakfast." Oh my god, we. I'd I'd love to see the little cub pictures. That's still one thing on my bucket list that I have not done yet is is going to safari. I'd love to go, and it's going to happen. Oh, that was great. That was so great. You saw you saw the animals running around right right there, right there. It would be cool for you to go at this point, Chris, because like I know at this point you've pretty much sworn off doing any more contracting or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. So I feel like for you just to go with Tanya, your wife, and your kids would probably be an awesome experience and not have to worry about anything else yeah. just as a fun vacation. No, you're right, bro. I'm, 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 I'm this, everything we do now, like we're doing now, me talking to Pat right now and Ian, Ian running the podcast and all of us talking together. This is, this is just, this is gravy. This is all just, okay, this is gravy now. Let's just have some fun in life. And, and with the South Africa, I always want to know about the safaris. Cause I just, I don't, cause Pat's right. How long, where'd you have to fly into? Did you have to fly into like to, to London and then fly down to South Africa, or did you have to connect twice? Because uh, I hear the flight is a bear just to try to get there. It's just unbelievable. It was. It was terrible. Uh, I think it was London that we went into. We had to fly to London and yeah. go there. But and that's forever. And that is such a Oh, loss. Switzerland. Don says it was Switzerland. Oh, my. That's even. Oh, and that's just, it's hours and hours. So if we go, that's, it's got to be worth it. And, but I, oh, it's I've worth heard, it. Well, then I'm going, I'm sold. Pat, I'm sold when I go to South Africa. It's worth it. It's absolutely <laughs> worth it. Just don't let the kids out of the car. <laughs> don't, hopefully, I'm, 
I am a very protective father. Kids ain't getting out. I'm not getting out of the car. I see a lion there, ten feet. No, like yeah, we'll, we'll There was a right bunch here. of. There wasn't just one. There was a whole bunch of them. There was about eight of them laying around, and the lions, which is funny, they they the big big manes on them and everything. Oh. They lay on their back to show off their masculinity. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. Like hearing hearing these stories from Pat, I feel like Sean is a much better son than I am. I mean, if I'm traveling all over the globe. You know, I'm sure him, oh, wow. single guy, meeting beautiful women. I'm, I'm not bringing my mom on these trips. You know, I, I, I say, you know, full credit to <laughs> him, man, for, for doing that. It. I went to visit him. So he you just said I'm coming. I, I'm, I'm taking the plane, and I'm, I'm gonna be there. Wow. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I don't know. I mean, Chris, did you invite your mom anywhere when you were stationed overseas? Or were you um, like, I, I think I'll be I all right? To, well, I, you know, I don't, I, my, my mom really, I don't think we're coming to Kabul or Baghdad or, exactly. or, or, Tripoli, or Tripoli or Sanaa would be, uh, would be where I'd want my mom to be at. Granted, they did have a Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I've said that to a lot of people, don't believe me. They did have an outstanding, real franchise Kentucky Fried Chicken in the middle of Sanaa. Until Sanab's, we ruined that country. Um, but that would have been cool. Yeah, but, but, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> now, in Iraq, Sean was stationed in Iraq, but I didn't yeah. visit him there. Yeah, uh, that's probably not a good idea to visit Iraq. He, that he said, he said, Mom, he says, I work in a palace and I live in a, and I live in a trailer. <laughs> uh, that That's all of us right there. When we finally and, got And to, he said, he says, I said, why do you do that? He said, some of the guys sleep inside and uh, some in the trailer. He says, but they snore a lot. He says, I'd well, rather stay in the trailer. <laughs> that is such that Ian, I'm telling you what, I, that is the worst thing because that's, I, 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 See, I'm, I'm telling you the so truth. Huh? You are spot on. When, when we first got there, you, you just live in a, a, either a bombed out building or maybe there was a tent set out on some front lawn of the palace here in Baghdad or wherever else. But when they started bringing the trailers in, they're basically little Connex boxes is what they're called. They're basically the back end. It looks like the back end of a of an 18-wheeler trailer. And you get stuck with a roommate because you have to have a roommate. you got to bunk up. And I remember one time we had five people in one of these little things. If one person snores, you're screwed. And I remember doing not sleeping for a day for like two, three days and then going oh, in this morning and laying out on the grass with a lawn chair and sleeping outside because I couldn't because the snoring. You can't and you can't get away. And it just resonates and reverberates in those tank trailers. And I would be so pissed because you, you know, I had to get out. I had to go outside the what we call the green zone. You had to get out in the red zone. And a lot of you guys have worked down on you understand. I don't know if you've worked in Hilla or if you worked at, you know, especially if you've worked in Ramadi at Shark Base or in these places like that. You get out there. You have to. You, you want to be well rested because they're very dangerous. And not being able to sleep because some jerk snoring the whole time. Oh, pisses me off. Now I have like an anger when I hear people snoring. I just want to. <laughs> Punch him in the face. I was like, shoot, yeah, because it just I do. I just like just pisses me off because ah, oh, you know how I many you guys didn't let me sleep, or I wanted to. And nine times out of ten, it's some dude that the snores. That there's snores out there. You got to have CPAP machines, but guys, nine times out of ten, it's somebody that probably needs to get on the treadmill for a little bit. Yeah, that's why you're snoring. I like, gosh, just go get in the gym. You're snoring just uh, makes me mad. And if you want guys out there that are mad at me for saying that. I don't give two shits. Be <laughs> mad at me then because I believe you, well, you, <laughs> you stopped me from what, sleeping. Well, one time, one, one time I was talking to him and he was in his trailer and 
in Iraq over there. And he says, Mom, just in case uh, I have to go offline, just hang in there for a while. Because <laughs> of what more I said, what do, you, what do you mean? <laughs> he says, well, uh, sometime I do. He says, but, yeah, you know, I'll, you know I, you'll hear it coming in. He didn't want and to tell you, but he was telling you. Go, yep. Yeah. So I'm sitting there talking to him. He says, hold, hold on there. I'll be right back. And all you hear is, Ooh, you can hear that. You can hear the, the incoming sirens going off. Wow! That's yeah, and, and the and the incoming whatever it was, the bomb, and it went and boom you, like that. Yeah, normally it was either one hundred seven, uh, one hundred seven rockets, or it was uh, mortars that were coming in. And well, oh yeah, whatever yeah. it was, I thought okay, and I'm listening and listening, and finally I hear, I'm back. <laughs> okay. My, Got to ask you because my mom never had to. I actually saved my mom from that quite a few times, or she didn't have to hear. I was always very lucky to get her off the phone from whenever I was skyping or something. But I want to know as a mom because I don't. My mom never had to experience that with me because it just didn't happen. What did you feel? I do. I want to. What did you feel like when you heard? Were you just okay, or were you scared? I'm assuming you were probably scared a little bit, a little worried for your son. I would be worried for my son if that was going on. Or were you just not, oblivious? Not so, really. Well. Not, not really. <laughs> I trained myself. Uh, he, he said he'll be back. I said, okay. You're t- Pat, he'll be you're- back. He was, he was back in just a moment or two. If it would take a little while, that would be different. Yeah, yeah, that's, but, you know, yep. he's there. Just like people say that... Uh, I, I'm angry because he got killed over there. You know, he got in yeah, Benghazi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that he was sent there. No, I'm not, because that's yeah. what he was doing. I don't have yeah. anything against that. I have against Hillary for killing them. Yeah, you know, I, you can't. I, I, I haven't. I know he has to do that kind of thing, and I and I I think that's okay. That's what he chose to do. And you know, Ian, going on that, we're, and we won't go down the road too much, but. I, you know, with with her saying that, with Pat saying that, and and I'm gonna say to the people out there, I'm saying why well, I, I was never angry. In fact, I kept working, and I went back to to Sanaa. I went back to Yemen after Benghazi because I I love my job. I wasn't angry that of what happened that night. I got angry after when they started to call yeah. us liars or when the politicians exactly exactly. That's when I got it. And I even told them, I said, guys, I will go away. I will not say. I just because I love my job. Even if behind closed doors, I said this to my CIA headshed people, just tell me you're sorry. That's all I want. I Just tell me, apologize. Behind. It doesn't even need to be public. Just tell me you're sorry, and I will be – and they couldn't even do that. So, I, Pat, I, I feel you. I understand where you're coming from. And, I'm, and, and all of us would tell you the same thing. We're not angry for what happened. That's the job. That's what we did. That's what we signed up for. Yeah. But, but I, was, I was not was, worried. Yeah. Yeah, it was the after. Was I, the after. I was I – was, you know, it was trepidatious, but I wasn't really worried because that's what he did. And usually he'd come back and everything would be fine. And you know? Mom, what what I tell you, Ian, about how women are a hell of a lot stronger than men. Oh, my gosh. My son, I can't even imagine. He want he possibly want, want to be a ranger. 
I'm like, no, son, you're going to go play golf. I am not going to worry about you every day. But moms, moms, I can't. Now I feel bad for my mom and what I put her through. We had, women are just so tough. And Pat, if you're going to say trepidation, you got to preempt that because a lot of our Ranger listeners, we don't know the, the meaning of that word. So I'm going to look up for it right now. A feeling of fear or agitation about something that may happen. There you go, guys. For all my knuckle draggers out there, that's what trepidatious. Trepidation means you use the plural form trepidatious. So I just want to put that out there. For for all my knuckle dragger listeners out there, uh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to speak English from now on. <laughs> I, I, I love it. And I, and I love your attitude towards it because I, I think that's what the audience needs to hear. I mean, he was doing what he loved regardless. And, uh, you know, wrapping things up here, I'm just wondering, you know, seven years plus after the fact, uh, you know, Chris is still here telling his story and all the other guys. I mean, what are the main things that you want people to know about Sean? Outside of Hillary, it was Hillary's fault, which we all know. And, and the administration, he, he we, volunteered. we do. I want he volunteered for everything that he did. Yes, sir. How can I yes, knock ma'am. that? Ma'am, you're, you're awesome. That, that's, I, I just love people hearing about that and hearing you and hearing the mothers, the gold star mothers of which you are, that they are, they oh, by are the way, they, they try to get me to be not be a gold star mother too. They well, tried that. that. No, nah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> they, they what's what's the, uh, yeah, what's the story? What's the story behind that, Pat? Yeah, uh, the story was the they they said that he wasn't in the service at that time. He was only a diplomat. <laughs> That's not service. Oh, but I I know a lot of ambassadors that would claim, especially, and they're actually even on the impeachment thing right now. We'll tell you. Wait a second. I'm a diplomat. I am in service right now. They'll tell you right now they are. <laughs> No, I'm. That is that's a slap in the face, and believe me, any of the listeners that we have out there, especially us, we don't think that by any means. You know, I don't at all, Pat. You are. I know. You're, I know you're that. Awesome. You're, I know that. Just because they say, just because they say stuff, doesn't mean it's for real. You're right. I know you're that. Hard, and you're harder. You're harder than. You're, you are tough. You're harder than woodpecker lips. You are a tough <laughs> woman, and and I love that's right. and, Hear me. And, and, Hear me, bro. <laughs> and you have my now. You know you can get a hold of me. You know where I'm at, and I will never. Yeah, don't let if a general. I, I got to look give at me, it. Give I don't, me, I don't, give, give me the last two numbers of your phone because I've got two number, two different numbers there, I'm and a, I know I, you canceled one. And he, I don't he can know text you. He can text you when we're offline because uh, you know our listeners are, are going to start texting both of <laughs> you. Who knows, Pat? You know, I'll, I'm, I'm going to text you right when we get done here, Pat, and you're going to have it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll tell you and get rid of the one that, I, that you had to get rid of the one. But I, I want to make sure, and I would like to know because I, I didn't know about that. I didn't. I had no idea about this general. Maybe text me this guy's name if you could, and and I'll do some background. General and see what Maddox. Maddox, I don't know. I'll have to look. Chris is going to show up to his door with uh, with the guys that you train with. <laughs> oh, there, there's a there's a story behind it. Now they spell he spells his name two different ways, and you know I tracked that guy down you trying to figure out who he was. You you know what? Do me a favor. Let's just for just because I think it's important here. And Ian, I, if you don't, I know we're wrapping up a little bit, but kind of tell the story. So if this guy tries to do the stolen valor thing again or get money from people again. People know because I, I I get that happening all the time and and I, I really do and I, and it's good to at least put it all out in a big in a big forum like this so people if he does it again they they know to call foul well, they know to draw red flags on somebody put it on there on his website okay General Maddox so it wasn't General Maddox it was somebody it was somebody posing uh, as General Maddox on his website well there's M A D D 
O X and M A D D U X. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And which one was it? It was M A D D U X. Was that the one? U X is, I believe, the actual general, and the O X was the one saying he was. So the are you talking about John, Major General? Yeah, M G. Uh, that's M A D D U X. For you guys out there, M A D D U X is is John Maddox, who's Major General Maddox. The M A D D O X, I don't know who the heck that is. So that's the same. That, that's the same. That was the guy pretending he was Maddox. He was. He says he was the same guy. I got you. I got you. I I got you. Now, well, yeah, so I would just I want to be clear. If we get a chance, we'll put it because. There is a, if I'm right, there is a, there is a David Maddox that I don't know. I, and I don't know which has social media, which doesn't, I don't follow generals. I'll be honest, not even, I don't follow <laughs> any of them. So uh, they, yeah. a lot of them are just follow, except for General Tata. Right yeah. Again? Cause he we came on. Him, Great guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you sign Thank a book to me that says, uh, I'm your favorite podcast host, I, I got to, as I said, kiss your ass a little bit. So, yeah, but, but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out and, yeah, please. Okay, Pat, I'm a, I'm over up, that. Uh, like I said, T helped me out when I was being hassled by this guy. So, and, and then, my boy Tig still Tig's Tig's got a great heart, man. Tig does have an amazing heart, even if he is, even if he is a big old redneck from Colorado. He he is an amazing. <laughs> aren't does, aren't yeah. you a redneck from Colorado, Chris? You're, are you? Uh, I I'm a I am now now I am a short small redneck in Nebraska. So he's a huge redneck. I'm a short little redneck. But you I'm lived you lived in Mexican Colorado, redneck. right? Yes, I. Yeah, oh, both, I actually, both of you guys I, are in the middle of snow. Well, that's uh, Oz's. Oz and Tig are still in Colorado in snow. I'm just in Nebraska, freezing. We don't get the pretty snow. We just freeze. So, but yeah, you're right, Ian. I was, I was born. Come on down to San Diego. We got sun down here. Hey, Ian, work on them sponsorships, brother, so we can move to San Diego. Yeah, no, Ian, let's do it. A, <laughs> but, but uh, no. I got next. I got next room over here. <laughs> yes, right. But Pastor that house. seriously, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, yeah, hearing these stories really does let us know that Sean was a guy gone way too soon. I mean, at the age of thirty-four, had an amazing career. Sounds like he lived life to the fullest. Um, you know, I usually have anyone plug anything that they're up to, but I don't know. Is there anywhere that people could donate in, uh, you know, remembrance of your son or anything like that, Pat? Um, uh, no, I don't know of anything. I think for Pat, just everybody, please you know, offer Pat thanks. Great thanks. Pat's amazing. And outside of the show, I, I've been personal friends with Pat, even though I went MIA there for about a year and that. But I went MIA for to everybody, Pat, not just oh, you. So, so, I'm sorry. so did I for a while. Like I, like I told you before, I had a kind of a nervous breakdown there for uh, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. I, well, you know, next, you, I'll get you the number. You 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 reach out to me because you're, you're family to me. I've always been. Oh, you and, you um, betcha. I know you will. And and everybody out there, just Pat, Pat, if, now you know Pat. Now you know Sean. You don't know the sound bites. <laughs> At least you know a little bit of, if, of Pat. If and you how want awesome any more, any more stories of Sean, just give me a call. I'll be no, more than happy to. <laughs> you're yeah. going to be a, hey, Ian, can we get, we'll make Pat a continued guest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it long. sounds Thank like that, they're, they're, that we just hit the iceberg of these stories. But uh, just yeah. tip. That, yep. Thank you so hey, much for way, coming on. By the way, I want to know how I can uh, listen to this uh, broadcast. You say I uh, can get it out some other way. You got to yeah, let me know. We're, we're going to have don't it up. Do things very easy. No, not a problem. We're going to have it up on Monday. I'll shoot you over the link. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's up okay. on anywhere you could find podcasts. But I believe you're on an iPhone, right? 
Apple. Yeah. You're in a pet Apple, yeah. Not an Apple, it's an Android. No, she's on an Android. All right. I well I'll send you over a link to either SoundCloud or YouTube or something like that. But you'll be able to listen when it goes up uh live on Monday. And thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And if you have that picture of you with the lions, send that over. Yeah. We'd love to put that up. I gotta see that. Okay. Pat. Yeah, I send it to Tonto. Do I I have your email, don't I, Tonto? Hey, I'm gonna uh, hey, you you I'm gonna send you I'm gonna text you all that when we get off your pat the uh, the right so you have the okay. right phone number and you're gonna have my email and then also Ian has your 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 phone number as well, so he'll yes. text you the information too. But man man, I love you, Pat. I, I really grab we gotta talk because it's been a while since uh, since we really gotta sit down and talk. You're all you're awesome. You're you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, you get tired of me. Talk to you later, love. All right. right, Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Great appearance by Pat there. You know, I didn't bring this up because I feel like it was probably outside her wheelhouse. But, like, in my research about Sean Smith, apparently, like, a super avid gamer, like, really well-known in the gaming community. And they, like, mourned the loss of him when, you know, he died in Benghazi. Well, he he was actually playing, and I forget, because I don't play that, but I'm a a little bit of a gamer, but I don't play what he was playing. But he was actually online playing the game when the attack happened, and he was telling there it actually is cryptic. And I'd have to search the exact words, but I'm paraphrasing it. Um, I think I could find it because I know exactly what you're talking about because I was looking this up. And, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's, you know, the last thing I wanted to be doing is playing video games in the middle of a firefight, but that's just me, I guess. Well, yeah, they, that's that was how, and getting into just the, the tactical aspect and not the, not the, not the, all the damn political BS that, that all these people are in D.C. that have no clue what was going on there if they don't listen. If, if you don't listen to myself or Oz or Tig or Boone or you don't listen and you don't, the movie spot on, the book spot on, then you don't know what's happening, but. A bottom line is that they were so awesome at surveillance. They were so good at at uh, the surveillance aspect of it. You still there? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. That they were able basically to almost walk through the front gate before you know before they even before the diplomatic security agents that were there and Sean and the ambassador knew that the attack was even beginning. So they got they they it was almost it was essentially perfect. You want to look at that way. without having all the advantage that we do with night vision, being able to use helicopters to get into a compound for surprise, shock and awe. But you know you always want that su- surprise. You want that speed. You want that violence of action. Action. They had all of that on that initial that initial uh, entry into the consulate. So by the time they got on, yeah, Sean was in the middle of the game, but he didn't even know the attack was because they were already had started the attack and 15 seconds later sean's like oh my gosh we're getting attacked by that time it was too late because they were already through the front gate and already assaulting the front of the ambassador's compound yeah the, so basically the villa i'm not uh much of a gamer my, my gaming is like i, I still play <laughs> nintendo 64 i'm i'm strictly mario that's, golf and mario kart those are the that's greatest classic though dude i know it's good. so i'm classic. not really familiar with what he was into but just looking it up here he was a part of the eve online gaming eve. community yeah yeah which yeah. i i'll be honest i know nothing about but what um what happened was just looking here um yeah on the day of his death smith typed a message to the director of his eve online gaming uh gaming corporation that read assuming we don't die tonight we saw one of our police that guard the compound taking pictures so I mean, it's just pretty crazy that he was writing that in the online community. I mean, I, I don't even think I'd, I'd want to be posting about stuff, but I guess he, it was just it was a huge part of his life. Well, yeah, and and you get a little bit acclimated because he had been going, maybe not going to 
to the war torn countries, but still deploying and going to places overseas. You, 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 you're always, you don't want to think the worst is happening. So I, I, I can almost hear the way he was thinking. Cause I've thought like this before and it's just turned out lucky the other ways where you're like, eh, it's no big deal. But in the back of your head, your spider sense is tickling, tingling. Your, your body's going, man, there's something not right. And then it turns into what happened that night. Like yeah. where other times it could turn into anything, but you just don't pay attention to it. Not because you're not thinking anything's going on. You just, God, man, I don't want to think the worst right now because if you thought like that every day, you wouldn't be able to get to the next day. If you thought every little nuance that was out of the ordinary or out of whatever, whatever just didn't feel right. If you thought everything didn't feel right every day, you drive yourself crazy. So you kind of have to go, eh, that's eh, probably nothing. Yeah, and, sure and listening and listening to Pat's stories, this was not the first time the guy has been in the middle of a firefight. So, well, he, I, I, I think I don't. Uh, he's been mortared. He's been, you know, he's been. And that, that's different, though. Uh, and that's just again, and, and not not playing the bravado card. Yeah, no, I just mean that the guy has been in war zones. I think people yeah, think diplomat, yeah. and he's, you, you know, it sounds yeah. like he went to all these beautiful places, but he also saw the ugly side of the world for sure, and was not the first time. No, you're you're right. So I it. it it's just one of those things. Just it's just shitty. Excuse my language, but it just is. It's 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 terrible that it happened that way. It did, especially when when the RSO and Eric Nordstrom out there in in Tripoli and and Greg Hicks, who was the uh, deputy deputy basically ambassador, he was the charge a day affairs there, the second in charge, the deputy chief of mission out there at a uh, at at in Libya when they were the warning signals are there and they were putting them up to the state department they're putting them up to Patrick Kennedy and Charlene Lamb those are still two names that are completely responsible that were not that were along with Hillary Clinton and her and but those are the two undersecretaries that had a lot to do with the failures there that night and their names don't get mentioned too much but I will yeah uh, yeah just it just that 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 they had been putting the warning signs up and saying hey we need this. This is going to, we're, we're, we're undermanned. We don't have enough weapon systems. Hey, there was alert. They could attack a facility here in Libya, in Benghazi within the next couple of weeks. We need, we need to up our security. And essentially the state department did the exact opposite. Yeah. And they, they pulled, they pulled the, the ambassador's personal PSD team out, which was a bunch of pipe hitters. They were awesome guys. They were from 10 special forces group. He had a personal security detail that were active duty, Special Green Berets, Active Duty 10 Special Forces Group. And actually, that was the commander's in extremist force that actually had tried to get back to us that night as well and were held up after they got to the forward operating base. They were the ones that were trying to respond when we were when we were getting hit and they were told to stand down. And, and people can argue all they want about it. Hey, you can listen to the people that were there or you can listen to the people in D.C. and all the pundits out there. They yeah. were told to stand down. Yep. And, but that is, is what it is. The big thing is, is that Sean, Sean, and and even more so Pat, amazing, just amazing human beings. She's a she's a. I love talking to Gold Star mothers because they are they're so strong, brother. They they make me look like I, I'm just Miss Mister Sally Pants here because they I can't even imagine what they have to go through daily, and and she just handles it with with class. She does it when she's on Fox, they put her in a put her in a corner, or when she's on CNN, they put her in a corner, and I hate that. But when you just talk to her, now you know what Pat is. Yeah. she's just an amazing person, just an amazing person, and, and sounded like a fantastic mom too. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I enjoyed speaking with her. But we we have plenty of awesome guests on the horizon from really all walks of life. Um, But I got to tell you guys this funny story that Chris knows. Um, You know, I, <laughs> I come in from Long Island to uh, record here at Gotham Studio. 
I get off the train and there's actually a lot of police presence right now, I think, because people are taking the trains in for the holidays and everything. And I think it's just an extra police do, presence in general. What do you think? Is it the Thanksgiving parade? Isn't the Thanksgiving Day parade or is that not New York City? I'm, I'm off on my. Yeah, no, it is. It is New York City. I just think it's in general people traveling like oh. crazy. Penn Station is packed. But anyway, I, I see this guy who, you know, is very recognizable, huge uh, police officer. And I had to do a double take. And one of the first guys I followed from our account on Instagram was J.W. Cortez, who I was not aware is still a police officer. And sure enough, I look at his name tag and says Cortez. And I had to say, hey, are you J.W. Cortez? Of course, kind of knowing who he was. And uh, I said, I'm doing a new podcast with Chris Peranto. And he was like, I would love to come on, man. And he's actually messaging me on the Instagram right now and saying, let's coordinate and make it happen. And for people who don't know J.W., J.W. is a former Marine uh, a first responder, and what many of you guys probably know him for is he played the part of Detective Alvarez on the show Gotham. So he's doing some really great stuff in acting, and since he's right here in New York City, I was like, we got to get this guy on. So I'm I'm excited to have him on as a future guest. No, and, and that, guys, if there's anybody out there, if you know with me and Ian, we just like stories. We like to talk to people. You know, I, I, I think if you ever want to be on the show, for those out there, and you think you have a good story, just, just, and Ian, I'm putting you on blast here since you're the one that manages all that yes, stuff. Yes, I mean, because here's the thing. I will say, keep in mind, Chris and I have plenty of people in mind. And you know what? One guy, for example, who I know was at your training course, former Border Patrol agent, went yeah. through a crazy story. I, I've messaged him, and I've said that we'll definitely get him on at some point. Um, but then there's a few other people who messaged me. Like, for example, I have this message. I'd love to be a guest in the podcast. I know nothing about this person, why they yeah. would be a good guest. So, like, we we want to get people on with interesting stories, and I'm going to be completely honest. If it's someone um, in the New York City area, I like to get them on first well, and it's foremost better. if they it's, could be it's here. It really is better. Yeah, and, better. and if it's yes. someone high profile that's well-known, that has a great story, we love that stuff too. I mean – you know, we're definitely up to talking to the average American who's got something interesting. But, you know, I, I do try to keep in mind what's going to be most interesting for the audience. And, um, you know, for example, Mark Slaughter from Slaughter, who you hear on the outro music, was texting with him. And he was like, I'd love to come on. And I think everybody, uh, especially if you grew up in the early 90s, knows Up All Night and they know Fly to the yeah. Angels. And Mark is a huge supporter of our military. So I was like, let's get him on. You let's know? get him. And he was at the, if he probably didn't remember it, he was at the Lincoln Park Barn there in Grand Junction, Colorado. When I was in high school, Slaughter came through. And if, you're ready, if people like go through Grand Junction, Colorado, especially if you stay out there in the Clifton area, Man, that's that's hanging out by the tree at high school time, smoking with your cutoff winger shirts. Man. <laughs> so believe, believe me, I know Slaughter is going to be it'd be cool to talk because it reminds me those sort of things remind me of, of my past and growing up. And and it really does. And and yeah, Slaughter's the hairband days, man. I wish, yeah. Uh, you, 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 we look at that time is like, ah, these guys spandex were this. But now I look back and I'm like that was that's when bands could play those guys rocked and they like motley crude they put on makeup and all this but they could kick your ass slaughter was slaughter was kind of like the tail end of that though too because if you know the history um mark was in a group called the vinnie vincent invasion with uh vinnie vincent who was a guitarist for kiss at the time and yeah so he left kiss started vinnie vincent and those guys were full-on hair metal makeup all of that slaughter formed in like 1990 
And they kind of dropped a lot of that. If you look, I mean, they're, you know, Mark is in the Fly to the Angels uh, video in a leather jacket, which he could yeah. probably tell the story. He said it was lent to him by Gene Simmons. And they did look a little bit more badass. They they kind of dropped a little bit of that. But I could tell you this, man, Mark is a class act. Anytime that they play Mohegan Sun by me, he gets me like right on the floor. I got to hang out backstage with them. Dana Strum, I don't even drink. And Dana Strum handed me a full <laughs> bottle of absolute vodka. And he said, put this in your pocket. You're good to go, man. And I have still not drank it. I just have it on, you know, one of my stands just to remember that oh. night hanging out with Slaughter. But and, wow. and I could tell you this. Every single night they play Fly to the Angels, they dedicate to our men and women uh, serving, yeah. and they'll bring up service members, you know, while they play that song. So Mark is is a huge supporter of our troops. That's amazing, bro. I, hey, you, you're the boss, bro. Like I always say, dude, I'm I, I'm just a squirrel. This is your world, brother. Whatever yeah, this you is, decide. This is fully yeah, both what, of us, man. Well, and like I said, when you said, uh, yeah, I was like, full, absolutely. So, well, but but if it would have been somebody, you would have been, ah, yeah, yeah, I. What they got out there is if there's somebody that's a subject matter expert in your in a field that you are not, you always let them have the reins. You do not try to control something you have nothing you know nothing about. Just like if we're going to clear a house in, don't you tell me how to clear a house. Exactly. I am not going <laughs> to tell you how to run a, run a rock podcast or a radio show. And uh, that that is something that all you all you business people out there, or even you military people. That is one of the biggest lessons learned. Check your ego out the door, and if somebody knows more than you do, you let them at, in a particular area. You let them handle it and do it. And that's bro. That's why this is. I think this is fun for me. This is why it's working out. I think it's doing very well. I, in my opinion, because I'm having fun. So that's that's the biggest thing. I'm happy. I, you know what you're doing. Take Thanks, it, brother. Man. You tell me who we want on. I'll throw you an idea. If you don't like it, you'll tell. And believe me, Ian's still a straight up New Yorker. If I <laughs> if he doesn't agree or something, he'll tell me. He's like, eh, nah, probably not a good idea. Well, shit, you ass. Why you, why you got to talk to me like that? No, I, I mean, I think you know we both kind of see the same in terms of who we want yeah. on because you and I are very similar, both into fitness, yeah. both into rock music. You know, we want to bring on some directors, and we wanted to expand outside of. Just the yeah. stereotypical vet bro Wayne, although we like that stuff too. So we like that stuff too, but I'm, but we're not the, we're not the stereotypical vet bro. And people that are actually come and meet me and train me. I'm the, I am the, the typical tunnel that I parody that vet bro stuff. That's why we're the Mickey Mouse. I love Mickey Mouse anyway. <laughs> that's why I do the Mickey Mouse. That's why I danced in front of cameras. That's why I'm a jokester. That's why, it, it because there's too much of that vet brothers too much and there's too much of the 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 ego out there's too much of the macho-ness out there the guys that i was always worried about and i learned the best from and i and i was a little always a little bit i don't want to say scared of but i would keep an eye on them with the funny ones that could joke around and goof and and but to have that confidence in them those are the ones that are like shit that that dude's a badass yeah. i know he's a badass because he doesn't care what people think about him he's saying what's on his mind and he's able to joke and make fun of himself either as well self-deprecating humor he's able to make fun of himself yeah i know that dude knows what he's and nine times out of ten there's always that one exception but nine times out of ten i was spot on and I was, that's who i wanted to be like i wanted to emulate after myself after those guys so, so some of the guys i've met are a combination of both i'll say and i'll give you a name right here Dale Comstock looks yeah. like the stereotypical badass guy, but he is in no way afraid to make fun of himself, man. He, it, you know, I, the, so the last time I interviewed him, you know, two times ago was about that piece on them doing contracting in Yemen. And, you know, he came on and he talked about it 
uh, and was mm-hmm. pretty candid about it. And I remember we interviewed him after the fact and we were like, how's the response going? And he's like, I'll be honest, my lawyer is calling me saying, shut your fucking mouth, dude. Don't go on podcasts. So like he he's a guy who doesn't give a fuck, but it, but does look like that badass Delta Force guy, which he is. And then you got guys like me that look just I um, thought you'd be bigger. That's the kind of thing I always get. I get, the, <laughs> get the Patrick Swayze. I, I hey, am not going to lie. You know what? I'm going to have to post on a on a throwback Thursday when <laughs> okay. I when I randomly ran into you at the gym in Vegas a few years oh, back. That's right. And yeah. I have the picture of us working out. And I and I'm gonna even say if my mom saw the picture of us. She's like, Tano's legs are really skinny, don't you think? <laughs> I get that. I I got chicken legs, brother. I could run like the wind, and I will outrun you. That's why I love being underestimated. It's but, true, though, man. My my friend George was like one of the greatest um, runners in our high school, long distance runners, and he's got the exact same thing. It's it comes from the Navajo blood, man. I'm telling you, I, it does. It comes from that Navajo Indian blood that i get from my grandma i can run like the wind and my legs will i don't care how many squats i do they will always be skinny always and believe i get it at the home at home my wife my wife's an all-american volleyball player she has bigger legs than i do that's so true. believe me i gotta hear it at home <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I, I gotta put up uh that picture for a throwback thursday at some point that's and awesome. then and Do then it. the picture of us where you got the pretty and pink dvd signed that will and, did for you because and and by and it lets the audience know too by the way chris and i have known each other for i believe like five years it's not like we i just, said three didn't i see yeah that's you did like, i think we've well, known each sorry. other about five years as long as yep, the book's right. been out really and and yep. it's not like we just came together for this podcast out of nowhere we've we've been friends and talking for quite a while now yes i we that's why we and with our connection with drew and software just kept it going on and, and will cow and speaking of that brother i almost missed that i was actually out training shooting and i thought he said 3 30 central time not 3 30 eastern time that's right yeah and all of a sudden i'm I, I got a little vibration in my pocket and i was actually on the line doing it doing a block of instruction and i looked at it for some reason i usually don't because i'm instructing and it like holy crap that's Ben's. <laughs> I like ran I said Ben take this and I ran outside and I'm like oh my I hope they get me on and that's that's the top notch person Andrew Wilka is though he's yeah even for that split second he got me on and Andrew and I I think worked together I think that that whole crew you even now even when it was there and now you guys are so cool and you were cool there. You're still cool. You're still probably even a little cooler than when you were as well, Cal, because you're with me now Thank and you, that's, sir. or I'm with you, I should say, <laughs> <laughs> but, but Ben's and, and Will Cal, they're like, yeah, no, no sweat. That was awesome. And it, I thought it went for that just quick thing. I thought it went really well. And speaking of that, I got to go get that picture from Emerald Looney's that Andrew saved with that's the, right. that's with, right. the, with the, with the Jameson picture. And, and, and for all those out there in New York City, I will be having a book signing at O'Looney's there, which is on 7th and Broadway here next week. I'll get next uh, next week, next year. I'll get it set up. And and I'll, we have to do another in studio then. Well, you got to let me know the date and we'll do another in studio. Oh, uh, we'll be and we'll be doing another in studio before that, bro. We'll, we'll, I'll come in. But that honestly, the, Ian, that probably what I've been the people tell me is during Fleet Week. So that's not till May. But if that's what the best time of time to do it within it, then it's then we'll do it during Fleet Week. So I definitely will be in studio before that. So, but we will do it in studio one when I'm there as well. So yeah, I kind of lean on you, New Yorkers too. You got to tell me. 
No, thing. whenever works, man. But no, there was a great appearance on there, and and Mike is a great guy, and still talk yeah. to him regularly. Probably one of the most politically incorrect people of all time, <laughs> and and I love it. Um, and so I was gonna let you guys know if uh, if you have any questions for the podcast, I'm getting a lot of like guest suggestions and stuff. And keep in mind, we have people we want to get to, and Chris wants to get to, but I do read them all. Um, but like any yeah. questions for us, I would love to do a mailbag type segment. So email us battle line podcast at gmail.com whether it's a question about benghazi or a question about chris's thoughts on this or you know my thoughts on something maybe fitness questions we love talking about that stuff um like i said if i do want to bring on some people in the spirituality stuff maybe my friend no, we, we, we do bro we need to get that done. that's that's a definite i'll probably I, get I, that I, for like december or january we'll definitely do that type of thing i i think it's a good idea um Oh, and you know what I wanted to tell you that I just thought was kind of funny? Now that we've, uh, we're have we establishing ourselves and I get to look at the stats, if you had to guess, because I'm able to see this now, what city do you think is our biggest listening audience? Seriously? You, I'm, I'm get, by the way you're asking me, it sounds like it'd be something I wouldn't even think about. Think it's it would kind be. of surprising, yeah. Um. Okay, do, do me for just give me a hint. Okay, is I'll give you a hint. Coast, since, is it a coaster or a mid? No, or here, here's my hint. Since you're in the tactical community, it is a place that is not very friendly of the tactical community. Really? Yeah. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Denver. No. Now that is tactical. Give me one more try. That's stupid. Terrible, <laughs> terrible guess. Um, uh, I mean, what, what city would you say hates, the, hates guns the most? Los Angeles. I mean, that might or, be up there. You want me to give it to you? Chicago. Yes. Chicago is our biggest listening audience. Yeah, I don't know why, know, but it is. Well, and you know what? Chicago, we train out there. We in the range in Crete. We, that's one of our best with the Devon defense out there where uh, Daniel Lombard, speaking of a South African, he's a former South African police officer, works for Chicago police now. That's one of the ranges, my primary ranges we use for battle line. So, and, and they have, that is probably the most... That is by far the most motivated range I always go to. When we have instruction there, we get former, we get police officers, current Chicago police officers out there, and we get some high speed civilians that can shoot. Rudy Reyes, we're going to have to have him on as a guest too. He's he a seems like mine. such a character, man. I would yeah, love and, to and have him on. He's a very good friend, very good friend. He went, he came out to our last course. Those people are incredible. I, you'd be shocked. And he's I get a badass, a, an that event guy. out there at Lake Shore. Yeah, it's just Lake Shore out there in in a in, route side of Northeast Chicago. It is it is extremely extremely supportive of of it does of not just of the responsible use of firearms. It really is. It, it, it's it's very smart, very intelligent. Probably the best city I've ever been. Out of all the cities in America, Chicago is the best by far. Wow. It, it is it's inc- just the and as I'm speaking as a runner to go out and run and seeing the sights. I run every place I go. It's the best way to see a city. Chicago is, is the most beautiful city to run in, but just the people there. I, I you know what? I, I am shocked when I say it, but now thinking about it by the amount of support we get there, especially when we do training and the caliber of people we get that are just civilians and their, and their police department, the people that we come and train with from the police force there. It honestly isn't a surprise because they are, they're huge, huge, huge farms advocates and the responsible use of farms, and they love veterans. One of the biggest veteran fundraisers I've done in the last four years was in Lakeshore, was in Northeast Chicago, a uh, Northeast, and it was amazing. And uh, one of the best ranges I'm gonna have to do a book signing and, and I do a teach a class up there is actually in Northeast Chicago as well. So I have two ranges to use up there. I but you know you're right. I would I would have thought Dallas or maybe yeah. Kansas, you know, maybe Kansas City or maybe even up in the Dakotas, maybe up in 
Fargo, but I, I wouldn't, Chicago wouldn't have been my first, first guess, but that is to me, that's awesome. That makes me happy. Yeah. I, really, I thought it was awesome. pretty cool. I like seeing those stats and, and there are people listening overseas. Uh, yeah. we got listeners also in like Canada. It's, it's cool to see, man. So, um, yeah. last thing, um, before we wrap this up too, that I wanted to mention, uh, that we haven't gotten to is that you have a new, uh, clothing line coming out. Oh yeah. Well, it's out um, now, I should say. It, it is out now. I, it actually, the guys from American trigger pullers and they're run by a buddy of mine. His name's John. And I always say his last name wrong. It's Melamed. Um, but he's first ranger bat ATP American trigger pullers. I I've wore their stuff, their t-shirts, that is old school Ranger Battalion mentality. That is the 75th Ranger Regiment right there. I mean, you look at all the other T-shirt companies out there. They have their no. If you want to see what Ranger mentality is, and some of it's it, some of it's very offensive to today's society. War is not war. Doesn't care about being offensive or not. And 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 a lot of their stuff. If you go to ATP, you'll read like, oh my gosh, that's all. honestly that's that's Airborne Ranger right there. That's 75th Ranger Regiment. To have them. And ask me, me to do a line with them to me is is amazing for them to do a tonneau clothing line. And again, I keep mine. I'm I'm the PG rated part. Of, I am the I am the family friendly uh, part of American Trigger Pullers. But that's me too. I, I I'm I I have that in me that Airborne Ranger mentality in me because that's where I was born and raised as far as the military goes. And you have to have that when you're in combat. You really do. But I'm also I only yeah I, I am a Christian. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a terrible, terrible Christian in comparison to people out there who maybe think that, but I still am a Christian, um, as far as, uh, as far as just trying to live my life the best every day and following the commandments. Um, and, and I've had my stumbles and, and I think that line represents that and it represents Tano and, and to have American trigger pullers doing that Tano line to me is, is it's, it's perfect and it's a blessing. I can't believe it. So it, it just go to that, my, my, uh, christonoprano.net you'll see and actually it's just i just started it i'm doing doing some holiday sales of course like we all do black friday just hit the official tonneau apparel button in the top in the in the left corner there it's a i'm sorry top right corners you're looking at the screen and that'll redirect you to the actual site which if you want to go to the actual site is tonneau slash apparel dot my shopify.com and then you'll see my big mug pull up in and, and uh, my wife had a lot to do with this because the ladies needed stuff and my wife i love her to death she she wears home she represents tonneau very well and she has her own line of stuff there all that stuff is her designs and i it's it's, it's a and and it's the next level stuff it's the stuff that you that i on my all my other clothes so it's next it's level is the best i'm at, no next, joke yeah. i'm wearing an next level shirt right now it's always, and i gotta send you some stuff dude i'll send you some of this if you have it but it's, i it's, i have it's high um, quality i have two of the battle line tactical shirts which i love love the fit of them um no it's great man it's, it's uh, great i'll, I'll send you the tonneau shirts and some of the sayings i had uh in them and we'll be doing more and then there's more accessories the the coffee mugs and all that stuff that i had used that they had sent me that I liked and I can, we do a line of this stuff. So everything on here is everything that they had sent me as far as American trigger pullers that I loved. And I know that held up, it wasn't cheap made stuff. And like, can we do that? So it's all, it's all been tested by me and those canvas prints. That's, those are high quality, awesome, awesome prints. And I, I, they, I can't, I I'm just in awe. So if you, I, I hard to hate pitching myself, but I've been doing pretty well here rambling. But bruh, if people get out there, there's a 20% discount. Just hit when you check out, hit Tano, spell it with a capital T, T A N T O. You get 20% off. Or if you go to my stuff, 
uh, my other stuff, my older, older, like the Battle Eye shirts and the books and, and DVDs that I have on the net website, which is the swag portion of it. Um, you'll, you get 30% off everything and I'll, I'll be having those sales all the way through Christmas. So I, I just, as a way of saying thanks really for everybody. So yeah, thank I, you. I will absolutely rock any of those. And, and the time that people hearing this, that should all apply to, cause it'll be cyber Monday when people are hearing this, when it goes up, um, yes, sir. I of course, once again, want to mention Fort Scott munitions. And I really can't stress enough guys. The, like, I appreciate so much the fact that they came on board so early on. Um, it really says a lot about Fort Scott because we're just establishing ourselves. I have no problem saying we're we're very early on, so we don't really have the numbers that a lot of other podcasts do right now. We're building up and we're quickly building, but a lot of other sponsors are like, oh, we want to wait until you build your audience and Fort Scott stands behind you that much. They said, no, we'll come on board early on. And because of them, we're able to do this show and not, you know, be in the hole in terms of money. And it, it means a lot to us, of course, because we love doing this, um, yeah. but we're, we're not trying to like go broke <laughs> doing it. And it, it just it means a lot that they said we'll come on board and their product is amazing. So, it is. you know, if you yeah, guys come on board and support them, it really shows to them that, hey, this podcast has a loyal audience that's going to support products that they put out yeah. and it, it makes us look good. So hopefully if, you know, if you're looking for Christmas presents for anyone who's a gun enthusiast, like this is the way to go. It, it, if you're hunters guys, it's the best hunting ammo out there. Good. And they have YouTube videos to prove that. Uh, if you're not a hunter and you need stuff for mine, I, I'm not a big hunter guys. I like to do bird hunting, but I'm not a big game hunter. Um, not that I condemn it. I just, I'm just not because I like being warm be honest with you i like being in my house and being not sitting up in a deer stand freezing my freezing my huevos off <laughs> i hear but, that uh, but you know they do um the home defense ammo they make some of the best just straight up nine mil home defense ammo that uh and god forbid you're in that situation but if you are you want something that's gonna gonna stop a threat immediately you don't want to have to get in a, a prolonged gunfight or fight in itself you want it to end for the safety of you and for the safety of your family or whoever innocent you're protecting and they do they i've shot it i've shot i've tested it i've shot it i've and the nine mil ammo 40 cal ammo is is the best best you're gonna find out there it is yeah. by and, far and i can't stress enough as i said like this is the reason we're able to put out this great free content is sponsors like this so when yeah. you support them you're supporting us and i i tried to make it a point that instead of going the patreon route where you're gonna have to pay for episodes and all that i really don't want to do that i want to know the biggest either, audience as possible yeah and and if you support our sponsors, you know, that means as much as supporting a Patreon or something. And we get to keep this free content out there. So once again, Fort Scott Munitions is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact, which is their own trademark in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did this TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike, as Tonto was saying. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. 
Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as directly online through fortscottmunitions.com. That's Fort Scott, M-U-N-I-T-I-O-N-S. Just making sure you got that right. Because a lot of people are probably thinking Fort yeah. Scott Ammunitions, but Fort Scott Munitions. Munitions. Yeah. Got dot com. Got yeah, and use the exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order. Um, and I actually was on the website today just to make sure that code works, which it does. They have some great gear, too. I even said, I was like, yeah. hey, you know, we appreciate you coming on board. But if you want to send me, like, a T-shirt or a sweatshirt, I will gladly wear that because it's some really cool gear they have. So uh, that's only right. available to listeners of the BATTLELINE podcast, which they're a proud supporter, once again, of Chris Peranto, BATTLELINE Tactical, and the BATTLELINE podcast Promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off. That's one word, fortscottmunitions.com. Can't thank them enough for coming on board early on as a sponsor and just believing in what we do and believing in what you do. Hey, brother, I, and we're, we're going to have that sale. This isn't just a Black Friday. That's BATTLELINE is, is as long as Ian's the boss, as long as we want to have it, Ian has it with Fortscott, that 15% is going to be there. It's just not going to be one and done. So, uh, and that says a lot for, for, uh, well, Ian and, and Fort Scott itself, just finding that we're going to give people back. We give people as best we can, um, discounts on things that we support and, and things that back us. So I appreciate that Ian, and I appreciate you putting that out because the craft family has, who runs Fort Scott munitions, I'm going to say it again, have been nothing, but shown integrity and and friendship to my family and have treated us extremely well even when other people bounced during that hard year this last year they stayed right there yeah and, 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 and I, amazing. I, could, I could tell that relationship is there because i was on a call with them just to solidify all this and you know it, it, it what we're like i said we're just getting started so it wasn't about like all oh, these numbers are so impressive it was more about hey we believe in what chris does and if chris is a part of this we want to be part of it and I put 110 percent, and Ian, you do. That's one thing that we do always agree on. And you and I will always put 110 percent back up anything we do. And those that are supporting us, and those that are part of us, we're going to give you 110 percent too. And that's so you come on and you, you're sponsor with us, and and Fort Scott knows that with me. That's why I don't think it was an issue with him coming on. Why it was to them was like, oh, this is no brainer. Chris is Chris is always putting himself out there, and he goes the extra mile to help us. So we'll help him a little bit here. And I can't, that, that, that's just integrity. You don't see that in business world nowadays very much. And they still have it to me. That's old school. That's when I was growing up. That's what people used to do when I was growing up. The businesses did. And I love that. And, and it says a lot and a lot about their, about them just as a business in themselves, as far as having, having, uh, having integrity and having honor and having, uh, you know, duty to, 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 to keep promises and and to, to help us, to help, guys like myself that still can't believe I have people that would do that for me. Uh, I'm still, again, I remember I'm the redneck from Nebraska. I don't, can't believe that people would do that. Yeah. So uh, I, I pre I'm, I'm rambling now because you're going to start getting me choked up and I'm going to start crying. <laughs> so so we better, we better, we, I'm going to switch back to you, bro. Take over. You're going to get me verklempt. And I don't want to be verklempt. <laughs> no, I, I think that's it, man. So it's at battle line pod on Twitter at battle line podcast on Instagram. Chris's uh, Instagram, of course, at real, underscore Chris, underscore Tonto, underscore Peranto. Uh, the funny thing with Chris and I is Chris is only on Instagram. I'm only on Twitter. So on Twitter, <laughs> at Ian Scotto. 
And, uh, yeah, guys, we really appreciate you giving us some great feedback with all these episodes. Let people know we're spreading the word of this as organically as possible. And uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts when you get done with this. Yeah, thanks, everybody out there. I, I, I swear I'm going to keep talking because I just want to keep giving everybody shout-outs. So I, I just want to say thank you. And have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to those that wish me and my family have a happy Thanksgiving today and we'll do tomorrow. Yeah, well, I, I mean, as they're hearing this, they, they probably had it. So. Oh, so he did. Please. See, thank you. That's why he is the pro and I'm not. It would be cool if we were alive, but, yeah, it'll be up Monday. For those that did wish me a happy Thanksgiving and I couldn't respond, you believe me, I saw it, and I want to say thank you to all you. I just can't respond to everybody, but it does mean a lot to me and my family. So thank you for doing that. I'm wishing us a Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving back last Thursday. That's all for this week's Battle Line podcast, but we'll be back on Monday with more American Straight Talk, so make sure you're subscribed. And keep up with the show 24-7 on Facebook and Instagram at Battleline Podcast. Also on Twitter at Battleline Pod. As always, never quit.